Finally, The Rock has come to the Fast and the Furious. But he's not the only change. Fast Five is the one that everyone promises is when the franchise gets good. So let's see what the Dom and the family are cooking. Welcome everyone to the Collector's Cut. I am Peter and joining me as always is David. Why you gotta be so negative, man? That's the quote you had to look up. That's what yes. you couldn't remember and I had to I wait did. two whole extra minutes to start this episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> this movie had a lot of memorable lines <laughs> and I got a bit mixed up. I was expecting something a bit more intricate than that. Welcome, everyone. This is a movie podcast, and we are wrapping up our sort of part one of Fast and Furious season, uh, which is obviously one through five, and this being Fast Five, the fifth movie in the franchise. And we will come back and do the rest of the franchise before number 11 comes out next year. (laughs) Important to note, this is the first movie where they're not furious. They're fast. But they're not furious anymore. I, I I detected some anger in this movie, so I I, I think there's uh, some. No, they're miffed. They're pissed. <laughs> but they're not furious. They're not furious. Okay. So yes, we'll start spoiler free as we always do. But of course, this is a heavily connected and serialized franchise at this point. Ooh. There's literally a previously on at the start, so there is. There, there may be some spoilers for the previous entries, uh, even in the spoiler free section. But we will mm-hmm. keep it spoiler free for the the movie itself. Uh, yeah, so Fast Five, obviously, it's kind of like, I'd never seen this one. I'd seen a couple of the ones after this, but this was the one that everyone kind of said it changed and it got, you know, I will decide if we agree with this, but the general mm. consensus, this is where it got good, right? This is where it became whatever it's going to be. Right. And uh, we, you know, we saw maybe little hints in the last one, but it still kind of felt really tethered to what the original Fast and the Furious was mm. and what the franchise had been up until that point. Um, I mean, in in the last movie, they still were driving cars, which may or may not appear in this movie in any meaningful way. I mean, there's definitely still cars. I don't know. There is, but it's, I mean, without getting too far into it, it's a lot less, like a lot less of the movie. To its benefit, I would argue. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not getting into specifics. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I mean, I've always heard that it becomes like a more of a heist action movie at this point, mm-hmm. and that definitely, I think, sums up kind of what this is. Uh, there's a planned heist. There's a plan. There's even sort of the early. There's even like the, even from a pacing perspective, they've got like an early smaller heist in the first act. Oh yeah, to sort of give you a big action set piece early on. Uh, you know, it's, it's, got, it's got all that. Um, and this is also the one that it kind of brings back a lot of the characters from several of the entries and makes a team I'm out of them. I'm pretty sure there's reps from every one of them. Yeah. And there was at least two. I mean, okay, Vincent didn't surprise me watching it, but he surprised me when I saw him. You know, when we were looking last time and I, I caught his face, I was surprised. Yeah. So I would have Same. been surprised if I hadn't seen it when we looked in, on IMDb last time. Uh, but there's another couple that did surprise me as well. So we'll, I'll save it for spoilers, mm-hmm. but... You know, there was one or two that I was like, oh, I did, had no idea. They popped back up. Yep. So, you know, get to it. And this is also the one, of course, where uh, The Rock enters into the franchise. Um, yep. Special Agent Hobbs. And uh, he sticks around. 
for a number of movies and then leaves to do the spin-off which is around the time that him and Vin Diesel have a fallen out and he's mm. not in the main but they got another wrestler John Cena's in the, the two newest ones so they got him instead but uh, in time yes. in time we'll get there <laughs> so yes we're, we're we're wrapping up uh, with Fast Five for now and we'll come back sometime next year because I think Fast 11 is scheduled loosely for next year oh yeah they're, I'm I'm 95% sure they're doing the thing of both parts being filmed at the same time mm. so that they can get one right after another released. So, yeah, that is, uh, yeah. I mean, as far as the premise goes, basically, uh, I don't want to get too much into it, but let's just say there's a really, a- there's a big asshole with a lot of money who pisses off Dom and Brian and Mia, and Dom has the idea to steal all of this criminal's money. So that's what the movie builds up to. Meanwhile, The Rock is chasing after them. He's there representing the FBI or some government body. I, was say, I think they said like the SSD or something like that, which yeah. I don't know what that is at all. It, it was the... Uh, oh, God, what's the organization that deals with uh, like the, the smuggling in of drugs? What was what, what's that? Okay. DEA. Yeah. So they're they they're mentioned near the start, but he like I think the Rock and his group are sent. They mention multiple times that he's who they send in when the FBI wants someone caught, and he's hunting the main group. Yeah. Luke Hobbs is an agent of the Diplomatic Security Service. DSS. Okay. DSS. <laughs> That's made up. <laughs> Apparently, uh, its primary mission is to protect diplomatic assets, personnel, and combat visa and passport fraud. As okay. well as things like counterterrorism. <laughs> okay, that sounded awfully specific, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's the main gist of the movie. So without further ado, we'll get into it. Uh, David, mm. how did you feel about Fast Five? Um, I mean, I don't really want to beat around the bush. I liked it. I think it was stupid fun. Emphasis on stupid. Like, it's not something where if you go into it, there's one point where there's a character talking to the Rock's character saying, like, wait a minute, none of this makes sense. And then he grabs the folder out of her hands and throws it aside and just says, like, stop it. And I thought, like, I was in her spot for a lot of this movie where I'm like, wait a minute, but hold on, what about? And then the Rock just stares me down and tells me not to think about it. Mm -hmm. But I had fun. It was, I mean, the set pieces in this were absolutely insane. So if you're going in for it, for the action, 200% there. And this is finally, as a society, where we have decided that this series is about family. Yeah. We finally hit that point. Yeah, it, it, Dom makes speeches about family. He, mm-hmm. he, he, yep. This is where it really starts saying it that way. I, think, I still think it's impressive that at the end of three they kind of teased it almost as if they knew they were going down this path. When I don't believe for a second they knew where they were going. No. Although, <laughs> that being said, I think this is the first movie where they did know where they were going. Oh, there's a mid-credits scene that teases the next one. Yep. <laughs> they, yep. They, they, this is the first time where they're like, all right, guys, it turns out we can make a billion dollars like every movie, so we're just mm-hmm. going to plan this out, get it going, and we'll hit the end eventually. Yeah, it is wild how different this is to the previous uh, four. Like, it really yeah. is. Uh, it, it's, it's it's pretty baffling. Obviously, you still have that history there. You, it's, it's, there's still these characters at the core, but I feel like there's definitely a transition. Basically, when they decide there's going to be a heist and we need a team, 
I feel like at that point it just transitions into this like yeah. different franchise. It's, it's kind of wild. Like it, if this were to continue off of, I don't want to say Fast Four, but even like Fast Two, I think that this, when they decide to take the money, it could have easily gone onto a thing of like, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to pose as drivers for them, and we're going to find out yeah. where this money's <laughs> being moved to, and then it's just going to be us racing a lot. But this movie's like, nah. Who needs a car? We've got a team, and all of a sudden it's a heist. I, I nothing can really like convey the fact that this franchise has changed. All on the fact that at one point in this movie, Dom and Brian go to race for pink slips because they need cars, so they go to the street racing scene, mm-hmm. and they set up the street race and they don't show the raid. They cut back. Yeah. They just cut to them arriving with the cars. Like, of course they won. We know at this point in the franchise, they're going to beat the shit racing-wise out of everyone else there. We don't yep. need to see it. I was like, that was like restraint. That was maturity on the mm-hmm. movie's part. I- I'm impressed. There, there was another point in this movie where they're trying to set up a plan for the heist and they say, hey, this isn't going to work. We need a faster car. So they go out and get faster cars. And then they're still like, this isn't going to work. We need an even faster car. And so they go do that. And then eventually they're like, this still isn't working. Like, there's no point of a faster car that's going to work. We need like an invisible car. And so then they go back to much, much slower cars. And it's like, oh, okay. So we're not, we're not fast or furious anymore. We're just. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Joe, Jackson, Joe is so funny about this is that, you know, I was going to the movies a lot when this was coming out. So there's actually just, there's like a half dozen shots in this that like clicked in my brain because I saw the trailer a oh, bunch yeah. back back when it was coming out. Uh, mm-hmm. Gal Gadot like, rev- like throwing off her, like a gown thing to reveal the bikini. Like that was in all the trailers yep. in slow motion. Um, the rock jumping out the window behind Dom. That was not, uh, this is Brazil or uh, oh, maybe, that's right. Or maybe said I Rio. remember that one actually. Yeah. No, it's Brazil. It's Brazil. Was it? I said Brazil. Yeah, that was definitely there. Uh, and then a couple other ones that, that were, but it was just there was all these moments for the show. I was like, "Oh shit!" I'm like the trailers like coming back to my mind now that I'm seeing them all I mean, again. That would be what twelve years ago now. Yeah, but you know, I was going to the movies on a weekly basis, you know, and oh, okay. so Fair. like I saw the trailer probably a good dozen times back in yeah. 2011. So yeah, it, so you know, did I like it? I mean. It's the best one so far. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like one of my complaints throughout a lot of this franchise is being pacing's been kind of wonky in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, this solves that. It's paced pretty much exactly the way you'd want it to be. Yep. Uh, like I say, it's got a big set piece early on. It's got a build. It's got a focus that it's building to. It gives you some personal stakes and at least enough of a reason why that they're doing what they're doing. Uh, the villain is kind of just whatever. He's just kind of there to be the villain. He's not like... You know, he's not I, good. He's just there. The The issue in the movie is that it's a three-way face-off, where mm-hmm. not only is there the bad guy they're stealing the money from and our good guys, but then there's also the DSS. There's Hobbs' team, which acts as a third thing. And I feel that he actually gets more focus than our actual yeah. villain. So it takes away a bit in that regard. At the same time, though, I did feel like there was less of the rock in this than I was expecting. Oh, yeah uh i was expecting more uh there's there's a whole point right in the smack dab middle of this movie where i think they just forgot they were doing that plot yeah it just it, it just disappears for a long time yeah. yeah uh but that said you know so as much as the yeah the villain's not he's just like a generic villain he's like you know he's a drug lord whatever but the 
one of the things they do here is when they build this team and they bring back all these cast members by and large they they bring the most fun cast members back from the previous movies because mm-hmm. you've got han right you've got roman yep. from the second one and tej from the second one um mm-hmm. you got gal gadot because we need sexy as well <laughs> i suppose <laughs> but you know they bring back by and large the fan favorite ones from two yep. and three and as a result you know you, you have this kind of wisecracking cast that are bouncing off of each other and they can cover up how little charisma paul walker has <laughs> because they just keep talking and that's fine yeah i was gonna say i think most all of the snappy dialogue in this movie came from roman and tej yeah. back and forth they've got like a kind of like a they're friends but there's a rivalry kind of thing mm-hmm. going on so they've got that um yeah, I mean, I suppose one thing you could critique is that we've never really bought into the romance with uh, Brian and Mia, and like from the start of this movie, it's like, yeah, they're just soulmates. That just, just go yeah. on it. <laughs> look, whether or not you saw them get there, they're there, and they're already well down the road. So yeah. just take it or leave it. They're just there. Uh, so yeah, honestly, as an action, as a dumb fun action movie, it's it's pretty good. Like I, I had. You know, there were some moments of cheesiness that I thought felt a little cringy. Like, I thought The Rock's introduction was very try-hard. Uh, the, the way he's, like, walking, the camera's behind him, and then they use their one F-bomb and their PG-13 just so he can tell the local cop, you know, to stay the F was out of his PG-13? way. It was PG-13, okay. Yeah, they've Ooh. all been PG-13. Well, at least since it became a big franchise. Anyway. Yeah, that's fair. I just, I'm, I'm, this movie got a lot more violent than previous entries. <laughs> Well, there's a lot like, more fighting in it, like, for a yeah. start. Because not all the action necessarily is all about cars. You know, it's the entire sequence with them running on rooftops and stuff like that, which is mm-hmm. a, a little bit different. Um, So, it, it, it's a little bit more varied, and I think it does more interesting things with the cars. You know, so early on, there's a heist where they're, they're using cars or are stealing cars off of a train, so that's, like, a very different... And that was the scene where I'm sitting watching this scene where they're, they're getting cars off of a train, and they're and I'm like, this is, like... Uh, this is fundamentally the same kind of thing is still in the dvd players off the truck in the first movie but it's yeah. so much bigger and like more high stakes and like adrenaline f- filled and all i could think was that first movie just it feels even more shit in comparison right. i'm watching this yeah every time that they go bigger and bigger and bigger all i think of is this <laughs> movie started with dvd players <laughs> like this how far can we go by the time we reach hobbs and shaw when we, if we do that spinoff, oh, we are. There, we definitely are. I'm. I'm. That's just going to be the whole review. I'm going to start a sentence and end it with. Remember when they started <laughs> with DVD players? It was. It was like such a low rent criminal thing where they were just stealing petty theft. It was petty theft yeah. of of electronics uh, to sell on the black market. And, and, and it wasn't even the fact that it was such small objects either. It was also the fact that their entire plan was on the road we're going to hijack this truck that's it it was just a hijacking like it wasn't a thing of all right we're gonna get plasma cutters and we're going to (laughs) cut open the side of a train and steal these cars it's no they just busted in the window and said give us your truck yeah there's there was a moment when this was playing out where it just in my head you know the the, 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 dust they've got like a truck a flatbed that sort of goes up and down so they can get the cars off and they're driving up alongside the train and i could just like I was just, I was thinking of the cars driving up against the truck in the first movie, and I was like, that, that just seems so lame. I mean, it was lame, but it's even yeah. more lame now. I'm like, 
I mean, the way to think of it, though, is it's been a full decade. It has. It has been 10 years between these movies. Yep, full decade. Uh, and obviously there's some new characters. Obviously we mentioned The Rock because he's the big name. Uh, there's also Elena, who is a, a local cop who kind of gets involved working with The Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the villains. You've got the, 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 the duo of characters from the last movie who were very small and they're they're just kind of a yeah. running gag in this, effectively. But they're on the what's team. Even, what's even weirder, though, is that in the last movie, they recognized that they were such small-time characters that the names of their characters in the last movie were just their actors' names. <laughs> and only when they came to this movie where they're like, oh, wait, no, we should give you guys, like, actual names. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to see them again. That was a surprise nah. when they showed up. Uh, it's, it's and it's by far the least well i don't know between those two and gal gadot's characters i think are the least developed characters in this movie yeah that's fair at least gal gadot has a thing with someone else though yeah uh which at least you know it pairs her off with someone so there's like some sort of development by the end whereas yeah those two are just they're just kind of comic relief they're just there yeah. um they're, they're like they're basically a weaker version of uh Tedge and roman basically Pretty much, yeah. They're 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 Tej and Roman. If they Tej and Roman were like lifelong friends, like people who have known each other since birth, yeah, is the way that they come off. Yeah, they're a bit like a married couple, actually. That you, yeah. <laughs> that you mentioned that's kind of the, the joke to a level, right? Yeah, they so they love showing that Jesus statue, don't they? And uh... oh my god, you, <laughs> I, you wouldn't think there's anything else in Rio. <laughs> the number of shots starting behind that statue and like flipping around to the front of it at sun, sunrise or sunset it's Jesus all, Christ I think I think you probably could do an entire time lapse of a day just based off the <laughs> footage of this sunrise noon sunset night alright bring it around oh dear uh, yeah so the action's bigger it's bombastic um, it's yeah it's just it's just a more fun movie that's tighter paced and yeah it's ludicrous mm. but one you know. one thing i did want to bring up here is they specifically tried to get away from over the top cgi and tried to do as much as they could with practical effects uh, yeah i felt like there was a lot of car stunts in this yeah yeah i i think they did a pretty good job i think all the practical effects even if they did have to eventually bring in cgi which for that final set piece yeah they had to bring in cgi but <laughs> it always felt somewhat realistic it always felt up bombastic and huge but it didn't feel like okay well how are they even bothering with this yeah there's definitely a moment uh during the first set piece uh with mm-hmm. dom where they must have like done like a deep fake thing to put him in the car because there's no way he was actually driving it during a scene but it looked like he was you know it looked yeah. like he was in the car but i i think they they just swapped him out with whoever the stunt driver was and that's that's the yeah. beauty of like modern effects is you can do good little things whereas like, that doesn't feel bad that feels like no no you, you're right you know you're, you're you're replacing the stuntman's face with the real actor and you don't want to do it when you don't need to like it is a bit shitty if you start just filming regular scenes like that with a body double and just put the actor's face in later right but yeah in moments like that where you're the car's doing a jump or something it's like yeah for sure so mm. yeah it's more fun it's tighter paced uh the stakes feel like they ramp up relatively well throughout the movie um not everything necessarily works obviously yeah i think my biggest thing for the movie is that it is by the time you're done with the first act it is a heist movie yes. it is 100 percent boiled down into the heist movie and when i think of a heist movie i think of there is the setup plan 
where they're walking through all of the issues and trying to figure out how they can get around it. There's the execution of the plan where things obviously go wrong and they have to adapt on the fly. And then you get to the ending of how much did they succeed? Did they completely pull the wool over the heads? But for this movie, because it is so much of a dumb action movie, they spend a long time doing the planning, probably more so than is really necessary. And then when it comes right down to it, they just throw out the whole plan. Yeah. Like I mean, that, everything that, we ever saw practice is just like, screw it, we're doing something else. Which they're forced into, but yeah, it, it is. Yeah, they do kind of change things up, which we, yeah. you do expect to happen. I, I think there right. was a. I'm, mo- a I'm okay with the small changes. I'm okay with them being like, oh, here's step one, and then something goes wrong. But they didn't even get to step one. <laughs> no, they, they just went into it with a totally separate plan. Well, it's basically just a case of the wrench that changed everything happened before the plan, just right before the plan was going to start, as opposed to like mid plan, like it usually does in these movies. Right, but it makes it feel like the entire hour that we spent on the plan section was just for nothing. <laughs> yeah, I can, I, yeah, I can see that. Uh, I mean, the characters bond a bit. Uh, right, and that's the- what I'm saying. It, because it's <laughs> stupid action and it's all about the characters. I, I know I'm not supposed to be paying attention to this actual plan. It just kind of bothered me, personally. I w- yeah, I will say there was like a thing where the when we get to that third act and the heist is pulling off, and I'm staying away from spoilers here, but mm-hmm. it kind of boils down to just the two main characters. And the so other characters do eventually get involved, but there was like a moment where I was thinking, like, are none of the other characters going to... Like, you, you assembled a team. Are the team yeah. not going to help with any of this? No, nope. uh, and eventually they did. They did though. They did. Like they did show up. Um, mm. And obviously, like you said, the plan changed at the last minute. So it's not like whatever their original positions were in that plan were like they're all redundant now because everything's. Let's yeah. just say they went with a much more bombastic in-your-face approach than whatever yeah. the sly plan was going to be beforehand. It's like there was an entire plan they were building up around knives, and then all <laughs> of a sudden, on the day of, someone's like, "Hey guys, I found a gun." And it's like, oh, well, uh, that changes everything. I don't know. You're underselling it more like a rocket launcher. But... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I don't know how much more I've got to say in spoiler-free. I feel like we have to just start um, going through it, maybe. I mean, the only thing that we've brought up in the franchise before that I feel has taken a backseat since at least the last movie is soundtrack. I didn't even notice it in this movie. I feel like, yeah, there was one or two songs, but I feel like it was mostly score this time. Yeah. I don't. I, I think that's probably going to be a transition where we see the one or two featured songs, but for the mm. most part, it's just going to be movie action score. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll just say spoilers then. We'll get into Fast Five and uh, work our way through it. So mm. uh, the movie starts with the final scene of the last movie, which is you yep. know Dom on the bus, the prison bus, and them all driving up. Uh, I don't know if they went back and shot a few extra little bits for this or if this was just something that, you know, maybe they cut down the scene originally and this is just the, right. the rest of it. It's hard to say because, I mean, ultimately there's a few extra bits of driving and then the big thing is they make the bus sort of, like, you know, flip over and there's like a big CG stunt. <laughs> can uh, I, can I, yeah. like, yes, they made the bus flip over, but this is a prison bus. Yes. Full to the brim with prisoners. Mm-hmm. And the way it flips is that Paul Walker just does a brake check on this bus. <laughs> and the whole thing flips numerous times down this desert road. 
it seems a little impractical. That was just my tiny little two cents there. Uh, that, that's completely fair. Uh, and then we hear in the news, in fact, Perd! You heard with Perd? Because Perd from Parson Rex, the newscaster in this as well, baby. This is the this is in the Parson Rex universe. I was going to say, it's tying over. That's how we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, so we hear in the news that uh, they didn't free any other prisoners. They didn't want to free all the dangerous criminals. They just wanted to free Dom. Uh, so... Which nobody ran away. Nobody <laughs> else got out. Well, are they all chained to the seats, maybe? Maybe. Possibly. But I'd imagine that some chains broke as the bus flipped over for the second time. I, you know... The part that got me the most is they said no fatalities. Yes. Like, sure, nobody escaped, but also nobody died. So don't need to worry about murder. Yeah, it's very convenient just so we don't have to, like, you know, morally question our main characters. Right. Obviously, it's a big thing where they're doing the, the first heist in a little bit. And the bad guys shoot a bunch of DEA agents, and then they they get blamed for it in the news. Oh, these dangerous, mm-hmm. you know, fugitives from the US are are killing you know agents, and yeah. it's a big plot point, of course, that they didn't, and that they're, you know they're good people, so they wouldn't just murder people like that unless they're you know being threatened or you know shot at or whatever. So, uh, yeah. So Brian and Mia are going to meet up with someone in Rio. Turns out it's Vincent. Vincent's there. I got to tell you, if it wasn't for the fact that you told me specifically last time that Vincent <laughs> was going to be appearing, I wouldn't have recognized him. I think I they gave him kind of a similar facial hair and stuff, but I imagine mm. it was the other guy that survived the first movie. Yeah, the 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 ADHD kid? No, no, he died. The other one. Oh, you're talking about the other one who actually did survive. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, you, you, know, you can't remember his name. There's no way you can remember no. his name. But, no, like, it's gone. And the reason why you can't is because Vincent, well, he was just a kind of annoying and one-note character. He did have, like, things that he did in the first movie. He, you know, he had confrontations with Brian. He yeah. was jealous of, of Mia's uh, affections, all that sort of stuff. Um, he's got a kid now. He seems a bit more chill. Uh, at times. I mean, you know, yes. Like, yeah. Uh, so... He basically mentions that he needs a couple of extra bodies. He's working with these guys to do a job, right? Uh, they're waiting on Dom. They're hoping Dom shows up soon, but uh, they're going to go do this job. It's stealing some cars off of a train, and they're and Brian recognizes the the keys when they're on the train doing the heist. He's like, "Oh, these are like impounded vehicles. These are like stuff that's been transported for, uh, you know, I, the reason why the DE agents are on there. They're they're transporting the cars. Uh, mm. So we get this elaborate thing where they're moving the cars out the side of the the train, and uh, Vincent drives off first so he's actually gone for all the confrontation which is obviously kind of important just for like you know if he was there to react to like you know everything going down because mm-hmm. they get very upset the bad guys that they're working with because uh, they basically they turn out to be working for the main villain right yeah uh, and their their goal here is to get one specific car because there's a a chip in it uh which has all of like the bad guys like money info and infrastructure details uh right which... Now, can I just, this part right here kind of bothered me. Yeah. In that, they the guy, basically, there are three cars, all of them sports cars, all of them, whatever. They make a point that they were seized by the DEA, so mm-hmm. obviously they are some sort of involved in that sort of stuff. But the main thing that got me was that the guy said, you guys can have the other two cars, we just want that middle one there. And... There's no reason that Dom shouldn't have been like, 
okay, sounds good. Like, the, this was the job going into it, why not? But he made the judgment call right in the middle here, not only A, to put his sister in the car, but B, that he was going to have her drive off to some other completely different location that the even the bad guys could tell she was not going to the place where she was supposed to go. I think what you're supposed to get from this is that because of the glances these guys are giving each other, Dom's getting a bad feeling that they're going to uh, double-cross them, so he wants leverage. So that's why he tells Mia to drive off. I, okay, I guess I get that, but on the same point, he's the one who double-crossed them. Like, we never actually saw him them double-cross him because he's the one who did it first. Hey, Dom shot first, okay? Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I've got for you. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is all I really it's have just, for and then, and then later on, we get the whole thing of him saying, they wanted this car for a reason. We're going to tear it apart and find out what's inside of it. But it seemed to me like he already had his eyes set on, I'm going to get extra out of this deal rather than just doing the job as described. I think the way they immediately wanted to just shoot at them for like, going against them that kind of just mm. confirm okay they're quite villainous let's just see oh no goes. of course yeah. they're the villains i'm not saying they're not yeah. the antagonists here obviously but i also think that dom could have avoided this entire thing by just saying yep you get the blue one i mean i can't really argue with it yeah like you're right yeah. but this is the way the movie goes so we could have a plot right. so yeah. uh yeah we get a whole big elaborate thing where brian jumps on the truck because they're going to go after mia and he ends up dangling. The truck ends up, like, going around a bit. You know, it's back and forth. It ends up crashing back into the train. And he's dangling as the fuel's starting to ignite and there's fire. And they're going out to a bridge on the train track. Mm -hmm. So Dom has to drive the last sports car. He jumps out of the train in the car and has to speed up next to the train so Brian can jump onto the car. And then, of course, they're at, like, where the bridge was. So there's, would you believe it? There's a bridge there for a reason there's a drop yeah which i love this part because brian he's you know he's holding on to the train he's barely keeping alive up there but like he just keeps staring at the bridge coming up dom is right next to him for a good 30 seconds but he's like okay here we go he's, i'm gonna he's jump he's, he's scared that's, that's all i saying. get it but at the same point it's like every second you wait you are closer to death jump in the damn car he's working up the courage okay he's working up the courage uh joe you know i will give something here credit uh from a filmmaking perspective i do mm. think when they go over the edge into like what you know ends up in the water uh, down below i think when they first go over the edge and it's in slow motion i think they did a good job in the direction here of capturing a feeling of weightlessness as they start to oh, like because yeah. you know, because they start to just kind of like drift up from the car because now they're just in free fall and i was like I actually almost got a little bit of that, you know, that roller coaster feeling you get in your stomach, right. you know? I was like, the that was actually quite well done. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, I, uh, I but, mean, I, I can't disagree. I think it was a well shot scene. I mean, I think the whole sequence was well shot altogether. I don't think there was any point in there where I didn't have a feeling for where each thing was in relation to everything else. Absolutely. Yeah. The geography is good, which is my first thing that I always think about when it comes to action. Mm -hmm. Uh, like you, like you were getting at, ultimately what you were saying is that, yeah, the character decisions and the setup for this early stuff isn't necessarily that tight, but the actual action of it is quite, you know, it's right. it's well shot, it functions, and you get those moments of thrills and all the rest of it. Uh, so 
Brian and Dom get kidnapped here by the bad guys because mm. they've got lots of men with guns and they refuse to tell them anything. I, I will say, maybe there is a little bit of some of the early movie that does feel a little bit glossed over because I'm not even really sure how Dom got out of his chains. I, I just sort of, like, I, f- I feel like I blinked yeah. and he just, he was out of his chains somehow. He just has super strength. He just, <laughs> as far as I could tell, he just reached his arms apart, he flexed and they snapped. Yeah, I, you know, much like maybe like setting up the confrontation, there's just maybe a few things early on just to, because I feel like once it gets to like, okay, this is a heist movie now, it, everything's much tighter to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's, I don't, this entire sequence of the being taken hostage, I don't feel like any of that applies at all because they already knew there was something in the car they wanted mm-hmm. and they get out without a scratch on them, more or less. So I feel like this whole hostage scene was, the only purpose was to introduce our villain as an actual villain because otherwise the first time we would have seen him is being a capitalist that said though what (laughs) that said though his speech in that one scene where he's at a business meeting and he's talking about how he controls people he's like you can't go on and control people by force they'll rebel eventually because they've got nothing to lose you Mm -hmm. give them something and then he specifically says i give them electricity i give them schools to put their kids so They're scared of me taking that away, so they'll never revolt. You know, like so it's like, okay, you're evil, we get it. Yeah. And like I said, capitalist. <laughs> and that is the most like character he probably ever gets, is that scene. Yeah. yeah. After that, it's just where's my money? I want my money. Yeah. Guys, well, money. Well, and he has one violent outburst. That's it. He's got a violent yeah. outburst and he's got this speech about how he controls people. That's his character. Mm-hmm. And those two are both very early on scenes, so by yeah. the time he gets to the second half of the movie, he's just kind of the guy that they're after. He's just, he's, yeah, he's just looking for his money and like, oh, where's my money? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, from there, they, they strip down the car and they find a chip. And Well, uh, it's, 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 they don't find anything. And then Vince shows oh, up oh, course, way yes. later than anything, everybody else. And Brian bursts out of him saying like, this was your job. You're the one who set this up. Like they were clearly bad guys. Re- relatively valid uh, concerns, yeah. I would say. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. deser- deserves to be asked the questions. Uh, right, and else. Dom does. Dom's like, "Did you do it?" And he's like, "No." And he's like, "I trust Vince. He's family." Which, so, I, which is the first time he says that, actually. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So then, immediately after that, though, Vince sneaks back into the garage after everyone leaves and takes the chip. But Dom catches him and says, which, you know, I, you're a liar and you're scum. Which I think was actually, like, I think he was, when he said that I believe he didn't do it before, I think that was him just making him feel comfortable so that he could catch him in the act later. Because I think he did yeah. suspect something. I, th- that seemed to be what, what it was going for here. Mm-hmm. Um, So he gets angry at Vince and tells me to piss off uh, effectively. But there's a, yeah. Did it bother you they kept saying chip and everyone called it chip by default? It, when I felt like, you know any kind of sd card or memory like i know i know it didn't look like that it didn't look like, a, like yeah. an actual chip thing but like I, I just felt like why is it a chip why is it not just like a, a card? yeah it's so weird because this is one of those things where it's the reverse of what it's been before where mm-hmm. it's simple technology doing crazy things this is now something that's like oh it's this specially custom made microchip and it has all these special things to it and they're like what does it do it's like oh it's basically a spreadsheet it's like oh <laughs> yeah Okay. And maybe it's like a security thing, like, oh, if you don't have the specific, you know, way to read it or whatever, then, you know, you don't want anyone just popping it into their 
their computer and just it coming right. up. But I feel like some, you know, password protection and other things like that would, yeah. <laughs> would do. It's called encryption, dude. It existed in 2011. <laughs> would do the trick, you know? Uh, so it's like, okay, so this is his infrastructure. This is where all of his money is. And mm. they're not motivated to do anything much yet, right? Mm. Uh, th- this is the motivating factor. And it's kind of hinted at a couple of times uh, before now, but Mia eventually just blurts out that she's pregnant. And yep. Brian's happy, uh, Dom's happy. Um, but is this after the rooftop chase with Chevelle? Yeah, this? So, yeah. Okay, so, so uh, we already, up to this point, we had the whole thing of once the DEA agents are killed, uh, the Rockets called in with his team. Yeah, See, he has his really cheesy intro, which did feel like, he's fine the rest of the movie, but he's like really over the top in that first scene. And Oh, yeah. It's maybe more the writing than him, but it, yeah, they just... They, they have the whole speech of like, all right, the people we're after are dangerous, blah, 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 blah. And this big ending line is, and make sure to never let them get in a car. Which I appreciate they paid that off later, because later, later, much later in the movie, when The Rock shows up, the first thing he does is ram his truck into Dom's car so he can't get to it. Yep. And I was like, okay, that, see, that's him following his own advice. I like that. Yeah. No, I think Hobbs is a cleverly written character i think there's nothing in it where he feels stupid in the actions he takes to actually a fault because at certain point in this movie when they're uh looking over the car to see what was taken from it he immediately knows this tiny little chip is missing but that's later on so we get the point where the rock i I will say just something on hobbs is that i do think Mm -hmm. while he's he's never stupid I do think he's he is a little one though at times in that mm. anytime it comes up it's like you know it's like oh I don't care what the morality of this is you're a name that landed on my desk so I'm going to put you away like that that comes up a few times and every time it did like I felt a little bit more bored by him every time he'd mentioned it I guess it is but at the same point I knew from how basic of a writing structure it is where we were going with it oh yeah I mean the outcome like was yeah, it was yeah. always he did it. He says it three times, so that way when Dom outstretches a hand, we're like, "Oh my God, he learned something." Yes. So um, yeah. So, yeah we we, ha- so we have. We have... No, go ahead. Uh, so yeah, Dom and that locate. Uh, mm-hmm. Or sorry, not Dom. Hobbs locates yeah. Dom, uh, Brian, Mia, and. We have this this chase where they you know, do, but just as they're approaching, you know, their the SWAT team is approaching. The bad guys have also got a team uh, mm. that are just ahead of them, so they start shooting first, right? And I actually like they didn't really set this up that much, actually. So I actually was like, wait, are, are Hobbs' team just shooting first and asking questions later? That feels a bit yeah. extreme. Uh, I I mean, I think that was supposed to be an intentional thing of you think Hobbs' team is about to knock down their door, mm. and it's only revealed as soon as the knocking happens that it's ray as his team yeah so we get this extended chase sequence where because you know this is like in the hills uh of rio where you know all these like little houses are all like in this steep hill so they're, they're literally just running from rooftop to rooftop yeah uh and we get you know it's a lot of practical stunt work it's a lot of uh good location work and you know there's, there's a you know dom and hobbs see each other briefly you know mm-hmm. but they don't interact quite much yet uh, but at the end of this, like Dom, because even at the start of this movie, you know, Dom's away and he like shows back up again, and they're they're happy to see him. But that's been kind of been Dom's thing. You know, he disappeared for two whole movies, literally in yeah. the franchise, and he's like getting ready to go again. And then that's when Mia's like, "I'm pregnant, Dom. Promise you'll never leave again. We're we're family, damn it." And he's like, "Our family's about to get bigger. Come in for a group hug." Family. 
This is, the, this is the first of several times I have family written in yes. all caps on my note sheet. Yeah, this is where I, I was like, oh, I should have been keeping count. I, I counted five in total, mm. but I feel like that yeah. number's going to go up. <laughs> oh, man, by the time we hit fast ten, we're going to need just one of those little race clicker things. Just one, two, three, four. Yeah. So it's like, okay, okay. And so they have a heart-to-heart later where... So there's oh. one thing in this chase scene, though, I'd wanted to bring up, as oh, we kind of glossed over her, is the character of Elena, the rookie oh, cop yes, who was yes, brought yes. in. So The Rock brought her in at the very beginning and we got introduced to her later on as the basically the only non-corrupt cop in all of rio more or less because <laughs> she was doing this to avenge her husband's death yes. or something um but basically she was brought in because he needs a translator but also someone who is not going to be able to be bought so mm-hmm. there's one scene in this movie where she gets the drop on dom and has guns trained on him. This is, this then, is, this, this is during the rooftop chasing. He, yep. he jumps off a roof and she's like right there. And she's got like a standoff with him. But mm-hmm. then the bad guys show up and start firing machine guns. And Dom pulls her to safety. So it's like, yep. okay, she's maybe like seen, he's not such a bad guy. He saved me. And she starts yep. to, you know, go down that, that line of thinking, basically. And the only, only other thing of note that happens there is that Dom loses his trademark cross necklace. Mm-hmm. And she ends up finding it. And she holding had, on to it. Yeah, she ends up wearing it. Like cause that, yep. the, the next time they have a standoff, she's wearing it, and Dom's looking at her like, you klepto bitch, how dare you? Excuse me, you're <laughs> not a part of my family. Yet. <laughs> I mean, you're right. <laughs> um, well, you know, Letty's uh, quote-unquote dead, so uh, <laughs> he's going to have a new love interest. <laughs> um... Yeah, so there's like a heart to heart with Dom and Brian after this, where Brian, mm. like, it's like one scene where they try to do something with Brian's character where he's worried that he's going to be a shit father. Because like, I don't remember my father, Dom. Do you remember yours? And he's like, yeah, he was great. He, he had barbecues every Sunday. It was a magical time. And Brian's just sitting there crying, like, sounds great. <laughs> Wish I could have had it. I'm an orphan. <laughs> uh, something like that. So, yeah. but this is the scene where Dom's like, you know what? Yeah, we need to get out of this life because you're going to be a father, we have to just be a family now, so let's do one last job, let's steal this prick's money. And that's, you know, okay. He actually says one last job. Yes. Like, the exact words of every heist movie. And that's, this is the exact turning point. This is where it changes into, we are no longer a racing series. Yep. We are a heist series. We, we, are, we are a heist kind of superhero series at this point. And, and don't even think about drifting again. We're done with that. It's all about heist. <laughs> no, we're not, there is drifting. Uh, there is, but it's not like the universe talking to you anymore. Oh, of course, yes. But I, I actually kind of appreciated that when they're like, oh, we have to do like some tight maneuvers, uh, it's Han that sort of speaks up and says, oh, we need to do some rehearsals then. Let's set up a... Tr-. You know, like it's, he's right. sort of like spearhead. Even though... Okay, I just want to jump ahead and mention this right now. Yeah, go so ahead. at the very end of the movie, when we're doing the epilogues and everyone's filthy rich because they've all got ten million dollars each, right? Han is with Gal Gadot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, what's her name? Giselle. I didn't know. Giselle. Remember. Turns out, I actually saw in the trivia, they never once say her name in this movie. <laughs> That's funny. She's she's just they, they talk about her ass a lot and how much it was touched, but they her never mention her name. Is, yeah, I was gonna say her ass comes up more often than who is she? <laughs> but also, but the first thing anyone says to her is Roman saying, 
hey beautiful what time do your legs open that's the first thing that is said to her in this movie i will say though we did talk briefly about how sexualized she was in the last movie Mm -hmm. and how much like she kind of just felt like the eye candy piece of meat sort of thing i think that they realized that and then gave her a an actual character in this movie and b toned down her sexualization i love love how a slow motion shot of her revealing her bikini is the the tone down it is though it absolutely is (laughs) it is no it absolutely is but it's funny to me that if the last movie was sexualizing her to like a nine this is like down to a seven which is more acceptable oh yeah (laughs) anyway pg-13 here at the end of the movie, she's with she's with Han now. The, you know, spoilers, they're they're romantically involved now. They they're they flirting all movie, yada yada yada. But the end of the movie, he's like, Oh, let's go to like Germany or something, or let's go to Madrid. And she's like, I thought you wanted to go to Tokyo. And he says, We'll get there eventually. And I'm like, oh, I, like I know why it's there, but it just it annoyed me so much because it's so like stilted and forced and see it yes it is absolutely oh. but also thinking thinking about this without our knowledge of we know how the timeline lines up if you went into this movie and you know for a fact that remember when we broke down the timeline mm-hmm. before we said the first section happened and then all of tokyo drift happened and then the last section happened well we speculated that it was never we said but yeah we did but then coming into this movie han's just there and we know that this has to happen after that. So going throughout this entire movie, people who are really involved in where do these things line up, they don't have anything. They're just floundering in the wind. They have no idea how Han is there. And it's only in that last scene are they given vindication of like, oh my God, Tokyo Drift didn't happen yet. Jo- That's jo- the only <laughs> thing they get. Well, I love it is that scene that was in, that one scene he was in the last movie. Where he's like, hey, I hear Tokyo's nice, I'm going to go there. I that This just confirms that they didn't plan him to come back in the next one right. then. Because this, yep. this feels like a retcon of that scene where they're just having... Oh no, he's pushed... He's, he didn't actually go. He was going to, but he changed his mind. He went somewhere else. It's fine. He went to the airport, he had his <laughs> ticket for Tokyo, and then he's like, oh hey, Belarus, why not? Oh dear. Uh, so, yeah, so Brian and Dom and me are discussing like what they're going to do. And Brian's like, hey, if we're going to do this, if we go up against the guy who runs this entire country, basically, we're going to have to uh, get a team. And that's when we get our montage where they're describing the different types of people they need as the different members arrive. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, this is kind of, like, as much as I don't really like the movies that came before this, I kind of appreciate that this ended up being like a weird, like, okay, here's all the characters that people liked from these previous movies that that were all separate, you know, Han was yeah. from the third movie. Uh, the two guys from the second movie, obviously, from the second movie. Um, uh, Godot was from the fourth movie, which, yep. you know, so you, you've got like this spread of these different types of characters coming in, and it's like, okay, so this isn't just a bunch of random faces that you've assembled just for this movie. This is actually saying, hey, there's this, it's almost like, a, like an Avengers style thing where they're like, okay, yeah. let's bring in the team. I, I think that. They filmed this entire movie thinking it could have been the last, like not knowing if they were going. Because I, I imagine they were probably told by studio execs at the beginning. They're like, hey, guys, we want to make uh, the next Fast movie a heist movie. And somebody was just like, we have let you try everything with this franchise. You have actually done 
all of the different genres. If this doesn't work, you're not getting anything more. And it's only once it hit test audiences and everyone was like, yeah, that's great, that we put in that little mid credit sting mm. of saying, no, there's going to be more. Yeah. No, I know you say it, like the ending before that mid credit scene could have just been, yeah, this is the end of the franchise. This is the happy ending. They, they yep. all, they're all rich. They all go off happily ever after. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I could totally see that. Um, so, yeah, so they start talking about the plan and uh, there's like a funny bit with Roman where he's like, oh, this feels personal. You guys are going to have to list this asshole. No, this is too much. And then Dom mentions how much money they're going to steal hundred million dollars is you know it's going to yep. work out to it's 11 each but i think once vince is involved it becomes 10 each <laughs> because yeah, it's one it's, extra person <laughs> but it's great that they give it that like it comes out to be this super weird number and you're like huh that's weird that it's not an even number and then vince shows up it's like okay i get it now <laughs> 10 million uh and then he just sort of turns around and goes okay i, I can deal with the personal <laughs> yeah. for, for 10 million dollars sometimes i just talk without thinking but uh <laughs> i'm here i'm good yeah, uh, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, a lot of the events here, I don't necessarily have to go completely in order, because they're kind of just, like, a, a mix of different setups of the plan, and, you know, getting, yeah. like, you know, his handprint, because the safe, because, so, actually, before we get to that, there's a smart part of the plan, which is they go to one of his money houses, because he's got them scattered all throughout the city, mm -hmm. and he, they, they, they all go, they let them see their faces, and say, hey, tell your boss it was us who did this. And then they burn all the money that was there, and they say we're coming for the rest of it, so that the bad guy will put all of his money in one location. It's not about the money. It's about sending a message. Which, tell me you weren't thinking the Joker during that I, scene. No, I, I was. And that did come okay. out before this movie, so it's not impossible that, like, there, there was, you know, a little bit yeah. of thought here from it. But anyway, so... Yeah, the bad guy falls for it. He puts all his money in a vault, but there is a slight hitch. Because the police here are so corrupt, this vault is inside the police station. So that, yep. that becomes where the heist is going to go down, is a police station. Mm -hmm. So, And pretty much everybody wants to bow out at that point. They're like, no, I'm not. We can't do that. And then Dom's just sheer stubbornness and force of will <laughs> turns everyone around. Yeah, so, so we get, you know, two of the guys, like, casing out the place as plumbers and planting uh, a bug so they can monitor the security cameras yeah basically what it is is they have a problem they've they've logic through it and they come to a stopping point of we can't do anything until we have this and then they send in one member of the team that's able to do that so the first one is we need to see the safe yeah so roman and tej work together to get an rc car into the evidence room what a camera to find out yeah. yeah to find out what the safe is and apparently, I didn't pick this up in Too Fast, Too Furious. Uh, Tej is just a nerd. He's like a computer hacker super nerd. Yeah, I feel like they might have added that to his character for this one. I mean, if we were going on what they didn't do with Tej properly, uh, his whole dream when he gets his $10 million is he wants to open up a garage mm -hmm. that can help people. He had a garage in two. That was his whole thing, was they go to his garage for all the stuff. Yeah, I don't know what to tell yeah, you. Just, yep. Yeah, yep. I guess it got bankrupt in 10 years' uh, time. Yeah, and then obviously we have... So so yeah, they get that scene, the the, the mm -hmm. other pair get the plumber scene, and then Gal Gadot and uh, Han, Han get the we have to go get his handprint uh, scene. And that's you know, when she's in the bikini and she gets him to touch her ass so, that, yep. so they've got his handprint on her bikini bomb. Uh, 
but you know it has them bonding a little bit and it's sort of teasing the the romance angle a little um so you know they all get a moment in the planning stages and they all do something of value in the the lead up to things um so uh but like you say eventually vin kind of saunters back and is like hey dom like i know you've got this uh this job uh hey dom um I'm not getting a full paycheck unless my character has resolution. Can I? <laughs> can I come back in? Yeah, he kind of earns his worth a little bit because he, he sort of shows up and saves Mia when she's been followed by the bad guys. So right. it's like okay, and he's like, "No, nah, you're in your family." It's like, oh, here yeah. we go, family talk again. Let's get that cookout going. Come on, everybody, barbecue. <clears throat> so there's also one part in here of they, the entire team gets made because. Hobbs is so gosh darn smart. He manages to put it all together. Well, I, hold on, hold on. Well, okay. actually, no, no, actually, hold on. That's afterwards. I was going to say, yeah. no, the team is actually a little bit stupid because they, it's actually, yeah, it's the end of this bit where they bug uh, Hobbs' mm-hmm. car and it's so they can keep an eye on where he's going and if they're if he's close to them and stuff like that. But yeah. later on in the movie, Hobbs' team have like found it and like reversed the signal to find out where they are. <laughs> Which that doesn't make any goddamn sense, but at that point it's like, yeah, why not? Let's do it. But uh, no, they, uh. they, like you said, they have this plan where they're going to go out to the street race they went to earlier and just be very publicly seen. So Hobbs and his whole team arrive. And then they basically just threaten him by having everyone at the street race scene pull guns on Hobbs and his crew. So they have to back down. But the whole plan of it actually was to just get a tracker on them. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting that the guy who Dom took a car from earlier was mm-hmm. there holding a gun in support of Dom. <laughs> I thought that was an yeah. interesting little... Uh... He has a lot of city pride, like civic pride. So when Dom mm. said, this is Brazil, he's like, yeah, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll help you now. I feel like he maybe just earned his respect. He wasn't petty about losing his oh, car. He was like, no. Yeah, I mean, isn't this every single movie just going to be, here's how Dom earns people's respect just by being the most <laughs> stubborn man on earth. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is kind of where The Rock and his team kind of leave. It's not until they just show up right before the plan's about to start that mm-hmm. you see them again, really. They're kind of just gone. Other than you know little snippets here or there like um yeah you know we, we see elena at one point because dom goes to get his cross back so they have like a an intimate moment where they kind of bond and he, mm. he leaves you say you say bond i think at every point in this scene somebody's held at gunpoint they do but, but uh, they bond over losing someone because he's lost yeah. letty and she's lost her husband and they, they kind of mm. they bond over that um yep so, so then we get the police car theft well hold on we have to explain why they're doing yes. that so mm-hmm. they're doing all these tests they keep running these drills where they're trying to like they've set up a basically a a, a mirror image of what the the parking layout is at the police station and they're mm-hmm. trying to like do test runs driving the cars around to not be seen by the cameras and it's like it doesn't matter this one camera always sees us no matter how fast we're going no matter how good we drive no matter how fast we are no matter how furious we are <laughs> and dom says well we need some invisible cars then. And for a split second, I thought, are we actually getting invisible James Bond cars? Because it wouldn't surprise me in Same. this franchise. Because he just says, I know exactly where to get them. I'm like, do you have a guy with <laughs> scout tech, Dom? Yeah. That said, though, to be fair, it's actually quite smart. What he's suggesting is they steal police cars and they won't, you know, no one will think twice because it's just police cars and yeah. the 
police station. Easy. Exactly. Uh, so they steal the police cars from the well, the police station or the police car lot. Yeah, the, or... the lot. The yeah. it has a special name. I can't yeah. remember it. But so it's the four of them. It's it's, uh, it's Dom, Brian, Han, and Roman. I think. Roman. Yep. And they're all in identical police cars, and it's, it's late at night. Obviously, they've done this, and it's quite quiet. And they're all sitting at the, the traffic lights, and they're looking over each other. And there's one of them, I think it's Brian's, maybe starts to like bring up racing. And no, then it's bit, Roman. Is it Roman? And then, but Roman's yeah. like, I, yeah, I could take you all right now. If I bet a hundred thousand on it, and he's like, you won't have a hundred thousand dollars. Like, I will if we pull this job off. I can owe you, I can pay you then. And they're like, yeah. well, in that case, let's make it a million because <laughs> we're all going to have ten million dollars. <laughs> yeah. So we get this four way. That, that honestly, this was like a refreshing play on what the series has done before because mm-hmm. it was like, okay instead of having this race where we're supposed to believe in the stakes this actually had higher stakes because it was just these four friends like competing for like bragging rights like yeah. it meant more in this scene that brian's trying to prove that he can really beat dom because he's never done it before mm-hmm. and it meant more at the end when brian wins but then the other two are like yeah he kind of let you win like he, he right. gave it to you and then brian it was actually kind of funny the look in brian's face of like wait even though i've won now i have to question if it was real like am i ever going to just have a why did you take this from me like it it was it was amusing because it actually built on the series but even though i don't like most of that past this at least Mm -hmm. used it to actually have a funny moment right yeah i mean it's just a straight they specifically say a quarter mile race yeah and it's just for i guess a pot of four million (laughs) dollars i don't think they actually give each other that money uh once they've pulled off the heist it's going to put out of there I, that sounds pretty disrespectful. And if I know anything about Dominic Toretto, it's respect. <laughs> yeah, but Vince died, so they just took a his cut. Yes. I mean, he does. But... <laughs> um, so, no, immediately after that, we they have like just a little mini scene of the barbecue of they're starting cooking meats and they're all just talking to each other. And we get the whole thing of what are you going to do with your money? I'm mm-hmm. going to start a day job pretty much is what Tej says. And Roman just says he's going to go all out. And Han specifically cuddles up next to Giselle, Gal Gadot's character. And that's where you, I mean, they had the little bit of flirting before, but this is where it goes all in. on yes. These two are going to be a couple. I mean, he's hoping it's going to go all in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One can dream. <laughs> um, he's like, uh, Hey, dur- G- Giselle, uh, like wonder woman so so giselle uh we mentioned before how i was a smoker and i have to keep my hands busy <laughs> i'd like to keep my hands busy <laughs> and his mouth oh true yep the, the said mouth as well it's, it's, it's yep. part and parcel uh, anyway at this point in the movie is where mia reveals to everybody that she's pregnant yes and they and... all start hugging and it's like oh my mm. god we're all family and we're gonna have a baby together yeah it's not like we're not going to see each other ever again in two weeks, but whatever. Yes. Well, the six, seven, eight, nine all uh, exist to yeah. prove otherwise. But yeah, that's the thing. If uh, that's the one thing in heist movies, I've always found always found happens is the thing where it's we all go our separate ways and we never talk again. But in this movie, it's the exact opposite of like, no, we'll be back every year for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So basically, you know, we build up to. Well, sorry, real quick. The reason I brought up the pregnancy thing is that's where Brian gets almost confirmation from Dom that he let him win. 
for the sake of the fact that they're bringing in a baby. Well, yeah, it's caught. It's, I mean, he doesn't actually say it, but he's got a shit eating grin in his face. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about, Brian. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so th- this leads us basically we're pretty much at like the we're almost at the plan now obviously it gets interrupted mm-hmm. before it starts but you know, we're almost at that yeah. point everyone's in their police uniforms and yeah. they're like all right hobbs is on the other side of the city we're good to go let's do it now we're about 45 minutes from the end because i checked the time just because at this time <laughs> yeah uh and so it's about to start some of them leave already but that's when hobbs shows up and like Hobbs and Dom have like a proper fight here. Like they start oh, yeah. beating the shit, and it's so funny because like there was all those like talks about a couple of movies later where they had it in their contracts that neither one could lose a fight with mm-hmm. each other. And I'm like, oh, it's just such carny bullshit. <laughs> I was gonna say eventually the fights are going to be this exact same scene, but it's off camera. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and Dom like, almost uses like a wrench to beat him to death in the moment of anger, and like he has to hold back. You know, Mia shouts out, you know, Dom. And which I was I was paying attention to the fight scene pretty hard here, but didn't Hobbs actually like swing the wrench first? Oh, I'd, I'd have to go back and check. I don't know. I I swear I remember Hobbs swinging the wrench at Dom first, and I'm like, okay, dude, you've just opened yourself. Like Dom has full rights to use it on you now. <laughs> it depends. Did he swing at his head? Because there's a big difference between head and like you'll try to hit your. Arm. I don't know. But, I was it was yeah. it was fast paced, but still. Was it furious? It was very angry, not furious. Can't be furious in this one. Furious is once we get to seven. It was rapid and aggressive. Yes. <laughs> I actually I was looking through alternate titles for the movies, like in different countries, mm-hmm. and I got to see my favorites when it's translated into Spanish of just the rapidos and the furiosos. <laughs> I don't know why that just hit me. Yeah, for some reason, like in the UK, they never bothered with these titles. Like this was just called Fast and Furious Five in the UK. Probably because you're a little bit more sensible in American <laughs> studios. And this and six was just Fast and Furious Six. Seven was Fast and mm-hmm. Furious Seven. I think it might have finally used the US title for the eighth one, which is the Fate and the Furious. But I could be wrong. So stupid. Yeah. Anyway. That one annoys me the most. <laughs> anyway, so basically, like Dom chooses not to kill him, right? And they all get the the main trio get arrested anyway because obviously, uh, yep, main uh, trio plus Vince plus at Vince, this point. yeah, because the others had already left, so they kind of escaped this. But mm. the bad guys like ambush the convoy when they're traveling through the city, and they they're trying to murder all of them, right? So Dom, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, not Dom. I keep saying Dom instead of Hobbs. Hobbs's team gets wiped out. They all die. Like one guy gets a grenade lands next to his face. You know, mm-hmm. all very brutal. And Hobbs is basically on his own, and he's pinned down, and he's basically doomed. And Elena's in the car with the like, everyone else, and they're like, "Like, free us, we can help." And Hobbs is about to die. It does that heroic sort of moment where the bad guys all start getting shot, and then the camera cuts over to them, and it's like our main characters are all like saving his life, and yeah. you know, you get the literal the arm goes out to help him up, and he helps up Hobbs, and. It's hard not to think of Predator a little bit with the the start with the fists, you mm-hmm. know, the arm wrestle. You know, yeah, the, they the, grab each other's like forearms yeah. instead of their hands. Yeah, the big biceps, you know that. Yep. Uh, so it's like, okay, let's get out of here. And they do this thing, like in the next scene when they're talking about like, should we still even try with this plan? We probably shouldn't, right? And Dom's like, no, we're still doing it. And everyone's like ready to just run away because it's like safer. And they kind of keep keep the rock out of the shot for the, all the scene until he says i'm in and then it finally shows him and he's like 
I'm in to kill this bastard. <laughs> like, yeah. he killed my team, I'm going to kill him. And I'm like, that's I, not I really very wanted... federal agent of you, Dom. Or Not Hobbs. even that, though. I was, I fully expected Dom to be like, we don't really do that. Like, <laughs> we're just for the money. You, you handle your own stuff on your own time. I mean, you say that, but Dom's whole thing in the last one was getting revenge for Letty's death. Oh, yeah. No, he was going to kill him there, but yeah. that was personal. This one, it's just for the money. <laughs> so it's like, okay, but now they know they're coming. They've they've got mm -hmm. like extra security, all that stuff. Like we, we, they can't do the plan. They, they know that it's an action. So right, yeah, you know, th they have to do something else. Which... So I mean, I we could go through the entire original plan, which was driving with police cars, go into the bathroom, go through the vents, hack the vault get it out back through the vents the plan that they've decided now is hobbs is going to drive his armored vehicle through the precinct wall and then dom and brian are going to hook up some heavy metal cables and yank the vault out of the wall and just drive it away yes which leads us to our extended third act action sequence which is them as brothers as family they are mm -hmm. co-op driving this giant vault because one car alone isn't strong enough to pull this thing, so it's, it has to be both no. of them, right? Yep. Uh, of course, I know Dom does it a little bit at the end, but he has to really kick in the nitrous to like get enough. Kick. I did like how they brought back the nitrous. Yes. I I missed the nitrous. <laughs> you missed the nitrous. I missed the nos. Uh. So, yeah. So we get this sequence where they're driving through the streets, and this this uh vault is swinging around behind them. At one point, they accidentally have it going into like, the, the middle of the lobby of a bank, and it's like smashing all this glass. My favorite stuff of this, though, is uh -huh. when they start strategically using the vault as a weapon. Yeah. That, that's where it gets into gold territory. So, so there's two things in this sequence that got me. One is I was hoping, I was, I was praying that once the sequence was done, we were going to get another newscaster saying, remarkably, no fatalities. <laughs> because there are so many people that have to be dead, right? Like, th there has to be dead people in this sequence. Logic dictates that, yes, there should be a bunch of dead yeah. people. As soon as it goes into the lobby of the bank, I'm like, you've killed six civilians in the past five <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, that was accidental. They they, they, yeah. they, were, they were forced to make a tight turn that they weren't expecting, and that's whatever. But like later on, like they they do a thing where they both drive in opposite directions, and it stops the vault dead. So the police cars chasing them all smash into it. Like that's yeah. one of the things they do. They definitely swing it around at one point, and then Dom when he gets on his own and he says, "Brian, go. You're going to be a dad. You leave." And they're on the bridge. Right. And he single handedly with the with the Nossenfield car. He just darts around all the cars, swinging it into every single police car he passes with yep. precision, with key precision. And then, to cap it all off, mm -hmm. he isn't actually quite killed the bad guy because the bad guy does get out of his car, but I thought he killed him, where he effectively like uses the momentum of the vault, like propelling the car, to throw the car into the bad guy's car. Yeah. He's, he's, he's playing a game of pool with a car in a vault. No, you're right. And here's the thing that got me, though, is that, as we said in the very beginning, we made sure that you know they didn't kill the DEA agents. Their morals are clear because yes. they didn't do that. There was a one throwaway line in this scene for me where I think it's Mia is keeping an eye on like traffic cams mm -hmm. and telling them where to turn in order to get away. And she says, OK, guys, 
every corrupt cop in the city is on your tail. And I thought <laughs> that that was that little bit where they're trying to say, no, 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 it's okay. They're not killing good cops. They're just killing the corrupt ones. But then they're driving a vault through downtown, destroying God knows how much property. <laughs> I think even the good cops would be on the tail at that point. And, uh, yeah, at that point, yeah. I mean, they did kind of set up that uh, everyone on the force is on the take for this bad guy. Is you know, Elaine right. is like the only one. Like that's that was the whole point earlier. So, like, it's, it's movie logic. It's dumb action movie logic. So I yeah. can kind of go with it to a point. But I mean, you're right. But I mean, they don't they don't explicitly show them going out of their way to murder people. No, no. they go out of their way to stop them, possibly by means of your sixty mile per hour car goes to zero in, fact, in it, a quarter point, second it's not even the vault it's the cable that's attached to the vault that actually slices the top of a car off. yeah no that dude's dead there's <laughs> no way he's dead he could have um <laughs> he could have but he didn't um yeah, yeah. so yeah at that point it's kind of confusing at that point what the plan <clears throat> actually is because they sell it off as you just are trying to get away from all the police. Yeah, because is what the plan is. Because when they separate and Dom tells Brian to go, the vault's still mm-hmm. with with Dom, and you're like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, it's not a concern where the money's going. Obviously, there's then the the reveal that oh, there was a like most heist movies, there was a little bit of the plan that they they really didn't tell us, so that they could have right. a little reveal, which mm-hmm. is that they switched the vault. And to be fair, this was smart enough that they set up that because they, they set up early on that uh tedge needed the exact same model of vault to practice on to see if he mm-hmm. could open it right and so that's established they have one that's identical so they switched mm-hmm. the, the vaults so i was like okay you know what they set this up it, the, the the seeds were there for it it makes sense yeah and they they i do like there is a single shot in this sequence where they say okay you guys because of your mass wanton property <laughs> damage has given you 10 seconds of leeway on these guys yeah, make it count yeah i think it's, also, it's then, also right after the other like han and uh, roman shop and clear some of the cop yep. cars out yeah so they they have these 10 seconds and then they drive under an underpass next to this big ass garbage truck which results in nothing nothing actually happens there and then all of a sudden the cops are back on their tail as they're crossing this big long bridge so as an audience we think, okay, they just lost their lead time and now they're trapped and they didn't get to escape with the money. But it's only after they have stopped Reyes, they've had Hobbs come up and just shoot him in the head because <clears throat> he's a badass. Yeah, he does the execution style. He just, cause, And it's funny because the bad guy's like, help me, bang. Yeah. And then Hobbs comes up and basically says, here's the deal. I still need to capture you. I have, I'm still Old Testament like that, but I'm going to give you guys 24 hours to get away. But the money stays here. Yeah. And, and I, I have seen this scene before. And do I know why I've seen this scene before? Because hmm. the next one also has a previously on, like this one did, where it shows you ah. uh, it shows you a couple of key scenes from the end of this at the start of the next one to catch you up. So, I, I mean, I'll just say what it is real quick. Uh, Dom and Brian drive away, and then Hobbs goes and he goes to open up the vault and turns out that that whole thing of them passing by the garbage truck and all that was where they actually yeah. made the switcheroo. And so all the money is still in their hands. They but, made like a Nintendo and got out. Yep. So if you 
if you already knew that was coming, how did this action scene work for you? If you like, did you were you able to tell where the change oh, was? No, 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 I didn't know there was a switch. Uh, like, oh, okay. it, it didn't show you that part. It just showed you the part where he's like, you know, I still have to catch you, but you've bought yourself mm. twenty four hours. Uh, I'll be seeing you soon, Dom. And then he's like, No, you won't. Like that. It showed, it, that that part's at the start of the next one, and I think okay. it showed the mid credit scene as well at the start of the sixth one. Okay, I think All it right. showed you that as well, but. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, the remaining ten minutes of this movie is just here. How's everybody spending their money? Yeah, they're all happy, and Brian and Dom are going to race like friends one last time to see who actually wins. And Dom is now seeing Elena. Yes, they, they are. Up. They are now hooking up. Uh, perfect timing to reveal that the love of his life is actually not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Why is Dom's life so complicated? I know. I know. Yeah, the mid-credit scene is you know the Rock, you know the Hobbs is back at his office. And in walks Eva Gomez from the second movie, yeah. who works in the same building, and he's like, hey, you look at this case. There was a car theft somewhere. And he's like, was it Toretto? And I'm not interested. He's, like, he's, he's got a hard-on for Toretto now. He's like, it's all about chasing oh, Toretto. And it's like, no, no, keep looking. And then you see the photo of Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, Do you believe in ghosts? Dun, dun, dun. Cue the Fast and Furious theme. Yeah. Um... I mean, we'll see, yeah, we'll see how they deal with that in the next movie. I, I have no idea. Uh, yeah, but no, everything, I mean, we kind of glossed over the endings, but everyone got their happy ending. Oh, yeah. Everyone got their 10 million. And because Vince died, um, apparently Vince's kid was named Nico, which is kind of named for Dominic. So when yeah, she, he dies, yeah. Dominic swears that his share of the money is going to go to his wife <clears throat> so that they can raise their kid. That's true, that's true, yeah. Uh, so there's, this, there's a quick scene of her coming home to a big bag of money. Yeah. And she's like, oh, your Uncle Dom's great. <laughs> I have no way of laundering this. What am I supposed to do with it? <laughs> Just uh, take out a little wad every now and then and spend it. And yeah. call it a day. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's, super, it's, it's all a bunch of super happy epilogue stuff. And then, like, oh, the, the two main characters are going to race. So it does, yeah, it kind of feels like Outside of the mid credit scene, which maybe they did later, who knows? Uh, mm. Or maybe that was always planned. I have no idea, but um, it, it is interesting. Uh, I, 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 you know, I couldn't remember when Michelle Rodriguez was going to come back. Obviously, it's the next one now because they've set yeah. up here. But um, that's interesting. I, yeah, uh, it was. It's a fun action movie. I, I think. I think the the key thing I take away from it is yeah, it's dumb. It's a dumb fun action yeah. movie. But it's well paced and structured, especially once it gets into like you know the, the once you get past the first act and it's into this is a heist movie now, mm-hmm. it moves at a good pace. Uh, the action scenes may not make all logical sense, but they make sense in a a filmmaking way. They make sense yeah. in a, a, a like a scene to scene the way it's portrayed. Uh, the movie logic does make some amount of sense. That it mm-hmm. never feels like it's you know, and when it is a little bit stupid, you know, when Dom's like throwing this vault by spinning the car at another car you're like yeah this is stupid but it's kind of fun stupid where it's like okay they're they're yeah. embracing absurdity um as opposed to being like oh isn't it great how cool this engine is in this car and the the, the torque and the blah 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 <laughs> like yeah i mean like you said halfway through there's a part where they get into a race we know that a race occurred yes. but we never see it and another thing is um there's a sequence where they're tearing this car apart in order to figure out what is, like, what is they're supposed to be finding. Mm-hmm. 
they don't do that either. They don't sit with the car and say, oh man, this thing's got a V8 double injected mother killer engine. It's like, no, it's just, they took a car, part the car and it's actually this tiny little bit of computer that we care about. This movie is completely removed from what the original movies, I guess, were slash wanted to be. It's now a totally different genre and I think it's all the better for it because it's a more widely appealing genre rather than the niche sort of oh you have to really be in the cars to like fast and furious yeah it is for the better absolutely is it's you know in the one race we did get it's it was the four friends who we know so it was more about the characters and why they're having this race with Mm -hmm. each other than it is about the oh look at the and even the fact that they were all in identical cars that weren't didn't have nos it was just purely no this is like the most even it could possibly be this is just them racing and then it builds up to a joke between dom and brian and it's like okay that was actually a little endearing that like mm-hmm. you might have let him win and like well you know and i mean that was the other thing is that it's always been the thing about a 10 second car <clears throat> yes well that sequence as a whole probably went only like 30 seconds and considering they were in just normal police cruisers that's probably the right speed as opposed to the first movie where that quarter mile lasts like five minutes and it's like- exactly five minutes and you get all the you get all the weird smearing effect yeah. outside the car and the innards of the engine turning over it's not it's just four cars going down a road that's it yeah so you know improvements are all made for the better uh mm-hmm. yeah there's still things to critique like i don't really care about brian and mia's romance uh luckily no. it's not focused on too heavily i am curious though I mean, they're still internationally wanted fugitives. I wonder, I mean, going back to our John Wick franchise, (laughs) someone had to watch the dog. I'm wondering who they're going to get to watch their kid. (laughs) Um, I I can't remember, to be honest. Um, Yeah. yeah. It's just going to be Hobbs. Hobbs is just going to be a glorified babysitter. Yeah. I mean, I know that they've got bigger stars to be the villains in the next few movies, from memory. Mm. Uh, you know, Jason Statham's the villain in one, Charlie Theron's yeah. the villain in one of them. Uh, you know, like, they have bigger names. Um, right. And I was looking at the cast list for the next few movies, and I completely forgot that Kurt Russell shows up for a few of them. Um, Does he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I won't say what role he is, because it kind of spoils maybe a little bit of the direction it goes in. But okay. uh, I forgot he was there. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so... Very curious, very curious to see where we go um, here. I will say the whole Elena introduction, knowing that uh, Michelle Rodriguez is coming back, um, I yeah. feel like you feel like a replacement character whose days are probably numbered now that the real love interest is back. But we'll see. I mean, on one hand, yes, but wasn't wasn't Fast <clears throat> and Furious like 2006? Am I right in that year? No, no sorry, it was 2009. 2009, yeah. Okay, never mind. That's, that's more reasonable then. I thought... 2006, I mean, that would have been a five-year gap between... Actually, when does Fast and 6 come out? What year is that? That's 2013. Yes. So it would actually be four years of him thinking his girlfriend is dead. I think that that's... I don't think it's been four years in, in movie time, though. I mean, I don't know about that. It always seems Espe- to be basically the time where it comes out. Especially since 4, 5, and 6 all take place before Tokyo Drift. <laughs> True. 
I'm not going to worry about the timeline yet. Yeah, don't, I'm not going to. Don't, don't do this to yourself because you're just going to get nope. your uh, sore brain. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make myself a murder board. I'm going to get the red yarn out and I'm just going to tie it all together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not necessarily even questioning that he, he should or shouldn't be moving on at any given point. I, I just mean that from like a like an audience perspective, it's like, nah, Letty's the real love interest. So that's... I know. guess, but I, th- I think that's something that we know having an extra three films already under our belt. I think going out of this movie, it is a question of, is this going to be... Because she's been... If she's been alive this time, she hasn't either sure. chosen to reach out to Dom or has been able to reach out to him. So it could be a thing of them being like, no, she's her own independent driver now and she don't need no Dom. I think, I, th- I think I might remember something just based on what you just said. And Uh-oh. it's just another example of the, the series getting stupid and doing silly things. Which I can't wait now. Now that I know that this is the kind of stupid we're getting, Dude, I enjoy it. Like, okay, I don't remember this for sure. So I'm going to say this and I don't think it's a huge spoiler if it is right, but yeah, I want to say she might have amnesia. Okay, that might be a bit much. Now that you're saying that. That's, that's a bit much. I think she... I, I've got this vague memory in the next one of, like, like him being like, Letty, it's me, Dom, the love of your life. And she's she just been, like, not knowing who he is. I, I feel like that's a thing. I could be wrong. Hello, oiled up muscle man. Who are you? Oh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> all right are we are we ready to rate this i think we are ready to rate it yes what, what, what okay. would you like to give fast five so as i said i think i think this is them finally finding their footing i think last movie they had a good idea but it was just trapped in bad pacing and a lot of strange choices in that regard this one they've everyone is an outlaw we don't have to worry about these oh is he working for the fbi blah blah no. oh yeah i i am so done with undercover bullshit yep everyone is an outlaw i'm totally cool with it and the one guy we do have on the side of good does he do something quote unquote bad yes but he is still completely unflinching in that he is against this crew so i'm going to go ahead and say that this one is a lot better it is figuring out what it wants to do it clearly has a plan for the future as evident by the han saying we'll get to Tokyo Drift eventually, and Letty's reveal. Well, I, I don't know if I'd count the hand part as a plan. I would count that as a, a band-aid over the the breaking at the seams continuity. <laughs> but sure. Yes, but the <laughs> fact that they didn't immediately end that scene with saying, yes, let's go to Tokyo now. They at least knew they were going to use him okay. for another film sure, or two. Sure, sure, okay. So with all that said, I think I'm going to have to give this my currently highest rated of the franchise, and I'm going to give it a 7. Just a full, flat-out 7. I think there's still room for improvement. I think it's hard to get up into those upper echelons without also having smart writing rather than stupid, dumb action. But for stupid, dumb action, it's pretty up there. Yeah, I actually agree with that number, believe it or not. I would also say 7 out of 10. Uh, Yeah. it's the first one that I would just say is actually maybe kind of good, for what it is at least. You know, is is yeah. I, I can't go any higher because I think it's a great movie. You know, it doesn't have the good characters that are, you know, engaging in their drama or you know, I'm not mm-hmm. rooting for them in necessarily the same way. But as a watching it as a sort of dumb action spectacle, and Vin Diesel kind of filling that Arnold Sylvester Stallone. He's not as good as either of those two. Don't get me wrong. Right. Uh, but he's kind of filling that role, and then so is the Rock to an extent as well, actually. Um, mm. 
And the rock's so goddamn bulky. See that first scene when he walks onto the like it's 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 like his arms can't touch his sides because he's so muscly, you know? He's <laughs> there's there was I know I've seen this clip several times from a later movie where the rock drops in on one of the barbecue scenes, and I think it's Roman says, like, oh, look who's here, hide your baby oil. And I always thought that was a funny line, but then I watched this movie. <laughs> he's constantly glistening. I think he has either some sort of sweat disorder or he sits in his car for 30 minutes before jumping out, just lathering up. What's so, what's so funny about that is that it didn't strike me that odd because they're in Rio and it looks quite hot, but yeah. I think it looked normal to me because he's a wrestler and wrestlers are constantly... You're just used to it. Yeah, they just look like that all the time when they're wrestling because you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're being physical, they're exerting themselves. So That's fair. I'm like, but like, he, like just, he just stands there and he's already drenched. <laughs> yeah no, that's uh that's fair um mm. yeah uh so you know now like, weak villain all the rest of those other complaints but still pretty reasonable fun yes go on all right saying? you ready to you ready to fight this out you ready to battle it out uh, does it make the cut that's what you're does it make me. the cut oh what, what do you think why do i have to go first because you're gonna battle me on this because i'm in charge so okay well <laughs> i think yes I think that this is the first film in the franchise that is purely just enjoyable. I think that it does make the cut. Straight making the cut, huh? Mm-hmm. Flat 7, just making the cut like that. Well, in Flat 7 making the cut. Out of the Fast and Furious franchise, I think this is the one that if you were to say, <clears> like, oh, am I willing to add this to my little shelf of movies? I'd say yes. I couldn't imagine on on any of the prior movies, save for maybe the last one, but this no. one I think is the first one that's like, nope, this is it. This is in there. Um, okay, fine. Hey, I'll pick my. Battles. We finally have one movie. Hooray! And that's fra- we find movies from other and, franchises. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm saying out of this franchise specifically. <laughs> yeah, so fine. Fast Five maketh the cutteth. Okay. Hooray. Well, hello. It's Peter and David from the future. Why are we here, Pete? Why? Why was I called away from my busy day in order to fix this video and the multiple inaccuracies that we've thus stated? Well, so we recorded all the Fast and the Furious episodes, you know, a good month or so in, in advance, and mm-hmm. we had said repeatedly in those videos that there was going to be a Fast 10, and then a film after that. I, I think even in the videos, we didn't even know it was going to be called 10 Part 2 yet. I think we were nope. even making jokes about what the title might be. And, of course, it turned out to be Fast X Part 2 is what the 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 11th mainline Fast and the Furious film is going to be called. Yep. Um, amusingly, the first or second week of our episodes actually going out, uh, Vin Diesel just casually mentioned on the red carpet that there was going to be uh, a third one of this ending. So there's now a Fast X, a Fast X Part 2, and you would hope that the one after that's called Fast X Part 3, but I don't it trust this be. franchise. No, there's no way it will be. I do not trust this franchise one bit. So there's that, and it was like, oh shit, that makes a lot of the things... I mean, it doesn't make things that out of date. It just means every, we kept saying, you know, one last 11th movie, turns mm-hmm. out there'll be a 12th, and they're kind of counting the last three as all one trilogy. 
Which is, I mean, let's be honest, it's all semantics. Like, it doesn't really mean anything different to these other as, movies. As soon as you name one of your movies the saga, it immediately loses all meaning as to any part of trilogy or franchise or whatever. But today, uh, which is the day before, I'm going to edit this episode tomorrow for, for Patreon, right? And then mm-hmm. it'll go out publicly this weekend. So it just happened to be the day before, and we were recording something tonight anyway, we actually shouldn't have been. We should have recorded that yesterday, but yeah. f- fate aligned. Um, <laughs> the ghost of Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> reached down. So just today, they announced another Fast and the Furious movie, although this is another spin-off. And I'm using air quotes when I say spin-off, only in the sense that the, it, it's still important timeline-wise where it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're getting a standalone Hobbs movie. No title for it as of yet, but they just announced it today. And it's apparently going to bridge the gap between Fast X and Fast X Part 2. Although I will point out here that it does not say that it will necessarily be released between Fast X and Fast X Part 2. Oh, does it not? No. Okay. Just that it will be set between them. So it's entirely possible that it'll come between 2 and 3. Are you telling me we're getting a second Tokyo Drift? (laughs) Where it's just randomly thrown into a later part of the timeline? Well, no, by the time it comes out, it'll be earlier in the timeline. This is the opposite oh, of Tokyo Drift. God, <laughs> this is the worst. I hate this. <laughs> now, maybe maybe they're already, like, far ahead. That said, with the writer strike going on right now, like... True. You know, do they already have a script? I don't know. Uh, but they've announced this. Um, Fast X Part 2 is expected in 2025. Again, mm-hmm. this all feels dependent on how long this writer strike goes on. But, so... I mean, do you really need to credit writers when you just repeat the word family 350 times? <laughs> Is it necessary at that point? Well, apparently, if there's just shooting stuff right now, actors aren't allowed to ad-lib, at least if they're mm. on the uh, Writers Guild, uh, because right. that technically counts as writing. So I know, uh, apparently, right now, they're shooting Deadpool 3, and Ryan Reynolds is not allowed to ad-lib anything. I look forward to X-Men Origins Part 2. <laughs> it's going to be great. So that's kind of funny. Um, the only the only final point I'd like to make here, other than just giving you this update to, to like, mm-hmm. hey, there's actually going to be another extra movie, two extra movies. S- since we recorded the Fast Five review, there's been two <laughs> extra movies announced. In the span of one month, we've become so woefully outdated. <laughs> but the, the, the key thing that I want to get across is that we have now done five Fast and the Furious movies, and with this announcement, there is still nine to go. Yeah, so I think that it's pretty safe to assume we're not going to be covering all of them when the next movie comes out. Most likely not. Chances are, given that there's going to be nine total, including all parts of Fast X and this new Hobbs movie, uh, I imagine we'll probably do about four, maybe five, Mm. uh, when the next one's coming out, and then we'll do the rest for the one coming out after that. And then... Part 10, part 3 will possibly just be on its own, unless they announce four more movies to go along with that one. It would not surprise me if there's another spinoff. <laughs> I mean, Hobbs is getting a spinoff. Why, why won't Shaw may get a spinoff? Yeah. Let's just give every, let's give Jason Momoa a spinoff. I don't even know his character yet. Let's just give him a spinoff. John Cena was in a couple of them. Yeah, John seen. Cena gets a spinoff. Can you have a spinoff? Yeah. You know what? Let's go back to uh, first movie and do a prequel series on that ADHD guy that died. Let's give him a whole spinoff. I'm into it. 
Um, and then, of course, we'll have young Toretto. We'll have like a young mm. Dom. And I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but there is actually a Netflix kids animated series. <laughs> like it exists. It happened. I vaguely remember that being announced at some point. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the news. Just wanted to update this so that everything... I mean, we already said all the out-of-date stuff, but just so mm-hmm. that everyone knows. Like, yes, we are aware that things have changed since we recorded this, and that there's even more Fast and the Furious movies coming. So if you've commented down below saying, hey, guys, you got this wrong, screw you. We know. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, wait to the end before you comment. Yep. Thank you, kindly. So... There you go. Back to your regular scheduled Fast Five outro. Uh, yeah, but there you go. So that uh, wraps up this current Fast and the Furious season. Uh, we decided mm-hmm. to do half the franchise just to sort of tie in roughly with the uh, number 10 coming out. Uh, but we will do six onwards, including Hobbs and Shaw, all the way up to yep. the, when 11 is released, when 11 is coming out. We'll time it so that we end with 11 uh, and wrap up there. So yep. that'll be the plan presumably next year which i think is when they've got that planned so very good um next up on this show though we are moving into indiana jones season oh boy which i hope that that's tying into something well it just so happens the fifth indiana jones movie will be culminating this next season uh as long as they don't delay it last second God, I hope not. That'll mess up. We have our whole schedule mapped up. That'll ruin everything. Imagine if they, like, very last minute said, oh, for one little technical fault, we're having to delay it by two weeks. Like, it would just yeah. mess up our schedule so much. They, they show a new trailer, and they're like, oh, wait, we're, we have the Sonic and the Hedgehog reaction thing, where we gotta delay the movie by a year to fix all the visuals. We, we gotta fix uh, de-aged Harrison Ford. He looks yeah, it turns out his eyes are just in opposite directions <laughs> for the whole movie. He looks goofy. We have to fix him. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Indiana Jones is coming up next. Uh, so, you know, very well-celebrated franchise, at least most of it anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, looking forward to that. So Raiders of the Lost Ark, obviously, is going to be the first episode. We'll see you next week for that. Uh, and of course, if you want to support the content and get bonus episodes of various kinds, you can do that over at patreon.com slash TV. At the $3 tier, you get access to a bonus episode every month. Uh, the one that came out with the start of this franchise was Baker Boys, which oh boy. patrons voted for. So yeah, uh, there's that. Um, and then you also, at the $5 tier, you get Extra Reels, which is a show where we uh, review a, a movie that's so bad, it might be good. And Might be. <laughs> now we've not recorded it yet but it will already be out for this month and that was uh was it christian mingles me yep yep christian so, mingle christian mingle uh, if you want to see us review that but we've done other you know miami connection deadly prey dangerous man we've done a whole host of like genuinely so bad they're amazing movies yeah so i mean i'll agree with those up to christian mingle <laughs> so uh, you can get that on patreon if you would like um, and we actually have a new monthly show that is yes. for everyone. It'll be up early in Patreon like the regular show is, but it will be for everyone. Uh, the Collector's Cut, or sorry, let me rephrase that. Collector's Cut, The Collection, uh, which is the opposite of Extra Reels, where we review a movie from the Criterion Collection. So we're trying to go mm-hmm. for prestige, for critical acclaim, for a darling. Um, so that is a, a monthly show where we do a Criterion Collection movie. First episode yep. this month is Seven Samurai. Because if you're going to go do it, go home. yeah, start yep. big. Start with the biggest movie they've got in their belt. So there you go. So check out all those things. 
thank you very much for joining us keep watching movies and uh oh dear uh i don't know quarter what did i say last time i said something good about a quarter of a podcast at a time did i not yeah i think that's it I, I, always I, live life a quarter podcast at a time yes 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 <laughs>